baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. Hello and welcome to another edition of Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. My name is Tony Colombo in studio with producer Chad Ellis. Hello, hello. And we have got a packed show for you today. Um, you have, may have been noticed it, over the last couple of weeks, we have added a little bit of uh, some words there to the uh, name of the show, Second Amendment Radio. We've been on the air here for well over a year on 97.1 and we have uh, you know been the go-to place for gun news um, second amendment radio discussion uh, you know when gun issues are in the news or uh, when people have questions about their gun rights um, or questions about you know owning a firearm and all the things uh, that go along with that we've been the place to to go we've been we've answered those questions and we're going to continue to be the place to go for all of that gun related talk uh, second amendment radio stuff uh, the obviously the um, election is going to have a lot of second amendment issues as part of the election and we are going to continue to be that here for you that is not going anywhere but we are also going to sort of expand the show a little bit as you know if you've been listening for a long time we have always also talked to uh, outdoorsmen we've talked to people that are in the hunting industry and the fishing industry the camping industry and all of those sort of things so now we are just going to encompass all of that in the show every single week so it's going to be second amendment radio and the great outdoors. So I think they those topics all complement each other very, very well. So I think a lot of the gun folks out there are also hunters and fishermen and outdoorsmen and all those sort of things. So just more good content to serve you. So that is why you are hearing us now saying Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. And we have a perfect example of how that's going to work with this week's show as we have uh, a fisherman, we have a hunter, and we have a gun guy all on Packed the show house. today. Packed that house. is exactly right. That is the voice of Mike Marfell, the professional fisherman who's been on the show many, many times with us. He's going to start the show with us. So it's Tim Shelsvik from Drury Outdoors is going to be joining us. And uh, also uh, TJ Kurgan is going to be joining us in a little bit from Tactical uh, I don't even know how to say it Chicool. on the air. Ta- like yeah, Some tactical kind of S word uh, <laughs> is uh, going to be joining us a, a little bit later in the show as well. So we've got you covered on all of your bases. Uh, Mike, great to see you. You were great here a couple you, weeks ago. I think you were preparing for a big tournament. I was preparing to get my butt kicked. <laughs> that's what happened. <laughs> uh, you yeah. and, and that's the tournament, one of the tournaments that you really made your mark on a couple yep. of years ago yep. when you won. Last year. Yep. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah. What? Uh, just didn't work out. Did not at all. Uh, not to make excuses because they're not excuses. It's just actual reasons. Uh, I went down a road that I normally wouldn't go down. Uh, oh. I listened to other people. Uh, <sighs> been really busy coaching football and work and life and all that kind of stuff. And uh, 
Didn't get out and practice at all. I showed mm-hmm. up a couple of days ahead of time or day and a half. And, You're the uh, defending champ. You thought you had in the bag. Yeah, I didn't think that at all. <laughs> uh, but I went out and caught some fish deep on structure, which I like to do, and uh, thought, here we go. Here we go. And uh, I'd heard all the talk. Everybody was going down the bank with the trolling motor on, fishing shallow, catching fish, and didn't pay much attention to it till three hours into the tournament. And I hadn't gotten a bite. Mm. And so I went up shallow and did that and uh, caught one little fish the first day. And uh, so I was basically screwed. Uh, uh. So I knew I wasn't going to make the third day yeah. the cut. So uh, I thought, you know what? Why waste uh, Why waste the trip here? I've never been to Stockton a whole lot. So I did exactly, uh, I, I went out and said, hey, I'm going to parts of the lake I've never been. I'm going to go up shallow the way everybody says they're catching them, and I'm going to I'm gonna go just learn something. At least yep. it's not a waste, right? Sure. It's not a waste. I'm going to go learn some parts of the lakes and fish out of my comfort zone. That's not what I do well. And uh, did that till about 1, didn't have a bite. Went back out deep about one thirty, and bam, 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 had four keepers uh. like that. And then come to find out the guy that won it was doing exactly what I was doing in practice, fishing out <laughs> deep. Just the bites were a little slow, and you had to bounce from spot to spot and a timing thing. Uh, so congratulations to Brandon. You know, he, he, he's, and he's also, he lives 15 minutes from the lake. So that's cool. Uh, great dude. It's his home lake. Home lake. Yeah. So yeah, was a, it was a bad deal. Uh, that's what I preach. Don't listen to any of that doc talk, do your thing. And, uh, and since I didn't practice, <laughs> you literally I, do. Uh, you yeah. were here two weeks ago <laughs> yeah. and we were talking about fishing and we we're talking about like guys who get into do what like, you do, heavy man. duty tournament do fishing. You and you do. were like, you know, just stick, you know, do I what know you it know. can happen quick. It can happen. Yeah. Bam, bam, bam in 20 minutes. And at the end of the day, I went to one spot and yeah. I literally put four keepers in the oh, five cast. That's unbelievable. Yeah. And, uh, then I just recently I got back from Toyota Owners Tournament uh, at Lake Pickwick. Never been there. Took a good friend of mine, Gabe Montgomery, the Ten Horse Monty. We went down there, had us a blast. Uh, didn't know the lake at all. Made a something I normally never did in the old boat. Made a forty-six mile run one way. Wow, seventy-one miles an hour, baby. That old nitro just nice. cooking down the lake. Yeah, and, zipping uh, through. We, we made one stop for Gabe to spit. He was about to drown. Uh, <laughs> Chewing tobacco on a 40-mile run is not the best thing. Uh, so I thought there was an emergency, but he tapped me. We slowed down. He spit, and then we got back on her. But we went up there and practiced, and uh, we caught you know, quickly like four nice ones. So we thought, here we go. Right. Well, made that run in the morning, and we didn't get bit, and we came back to where we were. It, you know, we just never been to the lake. Right. So we were punching grass. And if you don't know anything about Pickwick, it's a lake on the ten. It's the Tennessee River Dam at both ends, and gotcha. Lots of grass on one end, the shallow end, and uh, yeah, we just really didn't know what we were doing. Right. Uh, and the same thing, we <laughs> got to learn. Yeah, we learned I mean, a lot. That's the only time. That, you know, that's the only and, way to do it is get out there and learn. And that Toyota owner tournament is top notch. I mean, that's it was cool. worth the trip for the swag bag. Yeah. I mean, it really was nice. Uh, so. Tim Shelswick, I think, is is on the line with us now as well. I mentioned uh, Tim from Drury Outdoors. Uh, Tim, can you hear me? What's up, toilet? <laughs> What's going on, dude? Hi, Tim. <laughs> Great oh, to talk I- with you. I, I'm I'm just itching to get back in the deer stand right now. It's go time. I know, right? So so uh, we have Mike Marfeld, professional fisherman here. Now Tim Shelsvik from Drury Outdoors uh, joins us on the phone. Um, want to talk to you about that? I want to I want to finish this discussion. And Tim, of course, uh, you know you have a, a very extensive fishing background as well. So feel free. Tim, to Tim, it's go in. time with the fishing too. So that. okay, that's what I that's, yeah. That's what I wanted. Hundred percent. Yeah, that's what I wanted to uh, ask you about because we were you were on the show a couple weeks ago, Mike, right. and it was just as the weather was starting to turn, but it wasn't 
cold, cold like this it is, is now. This is the cold we need to make you know, it, it was, go. It was, it was not summer anymore when we talked. It was like in the 60s. Yeah. Now we're talking about right. 40s. When I tell you fishing's it, a lot like hunting, just like Tim said, when, yeah. when he said it's go time, it's go time for the fish, too. Yeah, and so a lot, of people think, a lot of people think the season is over for fishing. They yeah, think, feet. you know, summer's over, it's cold outside, pack up the fishing poles and wait for spring. But you said a couple weeks ago, no, November yeah. is, the time, is a great time to fish. Yeah, so could you yeah. just kind of uh, explain how that works? Well, the fish are going to have to feed up. I mean, they know it's coming. They're not going to be able to move real quick in the cold water, being that they're cold-blooded. So they're going to go get fat. Mm-hmm. They're going to go get fat. So uh, they're going to move up shallow. I'm doing the same thing feed. right now. Right? Right? <laughs> so, yeah, uh, I have a tournament He's this week in our championship. And, yeah, it, yeah, it's a big change in the weather. So it's 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 going to be a good thing. It's a change for the better. Now, how much not, time is left? How much time oh, until it is too late? Till the till the water gets hard. I till mean, the, honestly, till it's frozen. It'll get it'll get slower because the fish are going to be moving slower. But from now until the water gets below, say, fifty degrees, it's game on. Yeah, it's it really is. Uh, well, and, and you, you're talking about warm water species. I spent uh, a good chunk of two weekends ago down on the upper portion of the Merrimack River. Which, uh, which down below Merrimack Spring there is a cold water fishery. And because the, because the air temperatures are coming down, the rest of the river is starting to kind of start to match the spring water in terms of temperature. And the trout are spreading out, they're dispersing, and they're feeding up like, Mark's, or like, like Mike said. And we stopped counting fish. We floated from just above the park, seven miles down to Scott's Ford. And... We caught a good, mostly rainbows, a few browns here and there. Um, but man, on the fly rod, it was just, it was murder on those trout because they know winter's coming. Insects are going to get a little, a little more scarce for, and larvae are going to get a little more scarce for them to chase. And, uh, and so they are feeding up and it's a great time to be fishing trout too. Tim, mm. did you make any sandwiches out of any of those? <laughs> no, no trout sandwiches. Oh, <laughs> man. I, That's disappointing. I released, I, re- I released all those trout. Uh, it's a red ribbon trophy section. Oh, okay. A red ribbon, okay. uh, red ribbon management area through there. So the fishing's really good. I think you're allowed to keep two. Mm. But we were actually on assignment for. Um, I, I'm writing an article for the Missouri Department of Conservation that'll publish in the October 2020 edition of the magazine, all about taking uh taking in missouri's incredible fall colors floating while you're fishing and so it's kind of this trifecta of missouri in the fall and uh and so they they asked me if i'd go go catch fish down on uh, down on some ozark stream and i was like i will do that and so we went and took a bunch of great pictures and got a great story and and uh bent a lot of rod in the in the process nice. but uh it, it, i mean there's just so much to do in the fall if whether you're deer hunting or like right now, it's still, I guess we're on the tail end of October. There's a fall turkey season. People kind of forget about it. You mm. can hunt turkeys with shotguns all through the month of October. And people forget about that because they're just focused on spring turkeys because they gobble more. But <laughs> heck, you can have a ton of fun chasing fall gobblers too. Nice. And oh, you can, you can take hens during the, uh, during the fall turkey season. So oh, fall is just an incredible time in Missouri. Yeah, it's great. It's a great time to be outside right now. I mean, it's fire for you know fire pit weather, and and it's it's just a great time to to be getting outside just because you have to put your jacket on. Absolutely. And, you know that doesn't hurt anything. Um, Sipping on pumpkin flavored drinks. Yeah, no, thank you. 
you ha- no, you're not both no, pumpkin I like guy. I like my coffee to taste uh, like coffee, my whiskey to taste like whiskey. <laughs> I'm with you. Wow. I'm with He's him. a man's man. <laughs> I'm not. Um, uh, I want to get not. into. I'm not. I want to get into uh, uh, some uh, some hunting questions for uh, Tim in a second. But um, uh, this is kind of ties into both of you know, I, Tim. I know you're obviously uh, very much into conservation and and that whole thing. And Mike, you're yeah. on the water a lot. And one of the issues that we've heard about over the last few years on uh, water everywhere in the United States is the Asian carp situation. Yes. Mike, have you ever been on a, a have you ever ran through a, a mess of that I've where they're a flying? a couple of those right in the chest. Yeah. Yes, sir. How worried as a professional fisherman uh, are you about, uh, about that species ruining some of the waterways, the uh, lakes I, and rivers we have around here? Yeah. I, I'm not a scientist, but I know it can't be good. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what they're going to do about it. I mean, I know Grafton put a processing plant in, and then everybody complained about the stink, so they quit doing that. You know, hmm. they were they were they were commercial fishing for them and processing them and yeah. shipping them overseas. But uh, yeah, it's a concern. It's it's <laughs> and outside of that, it's it's also frightening. Yeah, it really is. I mean, like I said, if, the first time it happened to me on the water, I was not prepared for it, and we I was all I was doing was running a trolling motor. Yeah. So you know, you see the videos when you've got your big you know, your on. big motor going, and and that stirs if them up. They're close enough. Make... A trolling motor will do it. So Absolutely. I was just putting around with a trolling motor, and all of a sudden, this thing flies over the f- top of our boat, and it it jumped the boat long ways. Oh yeah. It went from the front to the back and cleared. Now it was just a little eleven foot John boat that I was in, but it cleared the whole boat long ways. I was in the back. My the guy I was fishing with was in the front. He spins around and looks at me. He's looking like a ghost. I'm looking like a ghost. Like holy smokes, did you see that thing? It was like a flying torpedo. And, and they it were probably was huge. twenty pounds. Yeah, or they are. Too. They yeah. are huge fish. Uh, Tim, you and I have talked about Asian carp, but it's been a long, long time. What's the as far as you know? What's the latest development in that, and how big of a concern is that for people who you know enjoy the the water in Missouri and Illinois and everywhere, really? Yeah, I I think my biggest concern is you are assigning a nationality to a fish whose pronoun you probably don't even know, Tony. Oh no, you, you probably haven't even asked him. Is it is it, it Zare? Is it Z? <laughs> 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 who, who knows? You are unpolitically correct when it comes to fishing, sir. Um, you know they they're 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 here to stay. Um, the uh, the IDNR, the Illinois Department of Natural Resources, has begun stocking alligator gar into some of the waters. Like I know over in the Kaskaskia River basin, they are stocking alligator gar over there. Maybe the Mississippi alligator gar get massive, and they were once native to this area. And I don't know if it was sport fishing or what that that took them out, or commercial fishing. I'm not sure what took them out, but um, they're really the only fish that gets big enough that could potentially put a dent in 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 these uh, in these fishes. Uh, populations. So there's that. There's been a little bit of research into whether one of the variants of the herpes virus could attack uh, Asian carp specifically and leave our native fishes alone. I'm not sure what the latest on that was, but that was they were kind of buzzing about that a couple years ago. Bow fishing is kind of a record. 
Who's the guy that's What's being it? volunteered to give the fish a sexually transmitted yeah. disease? Okay, now you come over here. I got something for you. Now you yeah. come over here. Like, Tim, I, have, yeah, have you I, ever I seen? No have no you idea. ever <laughs> seen the Peoria car on the, YouTube? Yeah, I don't want to be. Uh, yeah, I don't want to be patient X on that deal. No, <laughs> that's like the intern at the Department of Conservation that gets stuck doing that job. That's not so that you, I mean we're making do. light of it and, and and I'm sorry that is you know that's just funny to hear but uh, it really is it really is a serious problem and you know that alligator gar I've heard that um that that idea before uh, in the past but you know that makes me nervous about solving that problem with putting, and putting more fish of a different species in the water it's like the the kids book the old woman that sm- swallowed a fly. It's like right. yeah, she swallowed right. a fly, so then she swallowed a frog to get the fly, and then swallowed a cat to get the frog, and then a dog. Like you just—it would be more of an issue. Keep yeah, making the problem. Chad's if... looking at me like, "What are you talking about?" It's an old—it's a book. I promise. <laughs> Never even heard of that. It's a kid's story. I promise. Um, Sounds like an irrational course of action. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it, Tuesday it would, here. It would be more of a concern if it weren't a native fish. Right, right. So, so the alligator gar once swam these waters, and they're right. just looking to kind of like what they're doing with elk right now, mm-hmm. uh, reintroducing elk into Missouri. So, yeah, I, I, I would have more concern about that if they were a non-native species, but they're supposed to be here. So I think it's just it's it's kind of killing two birds with one stone almost. Gotcha. All right, we need to take a quick break, but uh, Tim, you can stick around, right? We. All right. That means yes. Yes, Tim's going to so st- French. Tim's going to stick around with monkey. us. Uh, Mike Marfell, professional fisherman, is in studio. T.J. Kurgan is also going to be joining us uh, in the next segment, and I think for the rest of the show. So we've got a packed house, and we've got a lot more to go. So don't go anywhere. You are listening to Second Amendment and Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors on 97.1 FM Talk. Welcome back to Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. You're listening to 97.1 FM Talk. Tony Colombo here with producer Chad Ellis, also professional fisherman Mike Marfell in studio. And now, as I mentioned in the last segment, uh, joining us in studio and for the rest of the show is TJ Kurgan, the owner of Tactical SH Asterisk T. That's how we're going to do it. SH Asterisk T, <laughs> a.k.a. Sig Glockenkolt in the house. There you go. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Great to see you. Uh, got uh, some uh, gun issues. I've got a story. Uh, you're sticking around for the whole show, oh, right, yeah. Mike? And and yeah. Tim Shelsvik is, is on the line with us as well from Drury Outdoors. Um, I'm going to tell a story in the next segment. Tim, unfortunately, you're going to miss it. Uh, but it's going to blow your guys' mind. Um, and I want to get t- specifically uh, TJ's reaction to the story that I'm going to tell, something that happened to me this last weekend um, that is, is gun-related. Cool. Uh, I won't go any further I'm than that. I'm new to the business, and, chat, but they uh, call that a teaser. Right? Yeah, I want to oh, get yeah. his uh, his <laughs> thoughts on uh, maybe some of the legal ramifications that may have happened uh, to me in this story. So I am we'll, not an attorney. We'll get into that. <laughs> Play one on TV. We'll <laughs> get into that. Uh, we'll get into that a little bit later on. Uh, right now, Tim, uh, I mentioned that you work for Jury Outdoors. Obviously, been on the show many, many times. Uh, it's hunting season, full blown, and you guys yeah. have a really cool uh, podcast and a really cool uh, app that you guys do that sort of helps everybody with their uh, hunting this year. Could you talk talk to people about the uh, DeerCast app and the podcast that you're on? Yeah, yeah. Our, our podcast is called the 100% Wild Podcast, and myself and Matt Drury host it. And we have industry professionals and hunting celebrities hop on with us every week. We typically publish those on Wednesday. We just did a Halloween episode this past week and uh, talked to Jeff Lindsay from the Lindsay Way. 
and uh, it, it's it's a great time. Uh, Matt and I both have kind of similar takes on uh, on bow hunting, and we share the ups and the downs and the failures. And it's not all pretty. And you get some of the behind the scenes on what it takes to put together a, a hunting show. And um, and it's 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 just a lot of fun. But yeah, the the primary thing that that I'm responsible for is is the is, is serving as the editor in chief of Deercast. And Deercast is is an app. It's now available through any internet browser at deercast.com. But it takes into account 13 different weather and meteorological values and uh, takes into into account what the peak estrus date is for your local area. And it crunches through real-time weather data provided by the weather channel and then it tells you when uh the most likely times for deer movement are going to be through uh, all the way from today out to 10 days and so uh it really helps like i've got i've got a young family and i've got a lot of stuff going on and, and so i don't get to spend as much time in the stand as i'd like to it's very precious so i have to be judicious with my hunting time and deer cast allows me to pick out the best days to get a kitchen pass to go and sit in the stand and maybe try to kill a good buck. So, uh, so in addition to deer movement, it also is kind of a social media hub. Uh, users can hop on there. They can post their own success photos from the field. Uh, we have all of our videos from 1989 on it's over 116 full featured hunting, uh, hunting titles that you can watch. And uh, we post our all of our online content goes in there. Our team members post their kills in there in real time. You can also see their real um, the real time impact shots. So uh, once our team members have a successful recovery of a deer in the field, they will take video of the screen on their big HD broadcast camera and show you the actual moment of truth and the arrow or the bullet hitting the deer, the deer hopefully going down in the field. Uh, but you get to see that in real time. So not only is there kind of just a cool factor of getting to see a hunt before it publishes a year mm -hmm. later on television, but you also, as a hunter, get to really see what strategies and tactics are working in the moment so you can use those to to um to inform your own hunting nice and where so. are we at in hunting season right now We're, what season are we in how much time do we have left and how much longer do people have that they can take advantage of uh deer cast this season we we kind of call so deer, deer cast is up and active and we have new content new articles and videos publishing every day i mean there, it's just a, a steady stream of quality hunting content uh, and it, it's really an education right now, as far as a deer hunter is concerned, we call November sweet November because, uh, because it's really the time when big mature bucks are out chasing does. And, and if you're going to see deer, if you're going to kill a, a good buck, it's probably going to be in November. And so even some of the people that are a little more along the lines of a fair weather hunter know that November is the time to get out. And, uh, you just, you see numbers like last Last Sunday night, I sat out and I killed two does at 20 yards with my bow. And so that, that's meat in the freezer. But it also means that, man, those bucks are going to be coming around to check those does, to check, their to check their estrus, see where they are, see if they're ready to breed. And bucks that, that, that to this point have been kind of food to bed and bed to food and homebodies are starting to cover more ground, which makes them more vulnerable to someone sitting in the stand and mm -hmm. maybe taking them out. TJ, we're talking off the air about uh, gun sales and, and talking about 
Uh, we've talked on this show before about Barack Obama as the greatest gun salesman of all time. And obviously, with all of the things happening in the election, you know, if a Democrat gets into office, that, you know, that scares a lot of Second Amendment people because we feel like our rights are going to be infringed on. So um, obviously that sparks people. But when when uh, hunting season comes around, do you guys see a, a boost there in sales and as far as with shotguns and yeah, things like you know, that? most of my uh, most of our customers, they, they're into hunting ISIS. Yeah, um, which ISIS is, is coming. ISIS is coming. Can you find those in the forest here? In- ISIS, uh, fortunately not, but ISIS is always in season. Although they are getting harder to find under the Trump administration. That's a fact. That's but a fact. Uh, I digress. The uh, yes, we do see a, a pickup specifically on ammo sales and yeah. ten round magazines do real well around yeah. around now because yeah. a lot of guys want to take their black rifle hunting. Uh-huh. You know, and it's uh, two two three or five five six is not a good hunting round for deer for example um, however there's a lot of newer calibers that people are able to you know build an upper to go on their 556 lower like 308. 6.8 308 300 blackout is very popular for deer at close range within 200 yards uh, which most deer hunting in, in Missouri is, is around that so yeah. uh, so uh, we see a lot of those guys have the traditional 30 round magazine you know the, the 30 round mag clip that shoots 300 rounds per second and all that according to yes um, and so you can't hunt with a 30 round magazine so we see an increase in the 10 round sales yeah, to yeah. keep the keep the game wardens happy right in on. illinois tim am i correct it's five rounds right i i don't know i haven't hunted the people's republic for i bow hunt it but you'll probably pretty soon they're probably going to pass some legislation you have to limit the number of arrows in your quiver no kidding <laughs> silly no like kidding. that um you have to just deer hunting wise like if you take a kid out, two two three is not the best deer hunting rifle, but Winchester makes a deer season XP that has really good fragmentation uh, characteristics. So, like my daughter hunts with my black rifle. She she's seven years old. She hunts with my AR because it has so little kickback. She's not she's not afraid of it. And people are always like, well, you know, you don't. What do you need that black rifle for? You know, it, it's it's overkill. It's an assault weapon. That weapon well, of for, war. Yeah. For a lot of for a lot of kids, it's it's their introduction to um to to the legitimate sport of hunting and right. a lot of guys use them for coyotes and they're they're great for coyotes so there's mul- multiple applications for that platform yeah tim before we uh before we lose you and and uh, we shift uh, the conversation to um, more gun law stuff what's the latest with chronic wasting disease uh, that that really caught on in the spring and there was a lot of awareness being raised for that and then i feel like it just kind of went away and my guess is the the issue hasn't gone away, but some of the awareness has. Man, I I just don't know, and and I'm I'm I sit smack dab in the middle of the whitetail world, and there's more questions than there are answers. The MDC just relaxed a lot of their CWD, um, uh, their their feed and their mineral site bans across the across the state. Now it's not across the, the entire. I mean, there there are still CWD feeding and mineral bans, but they've relaxed some of those and lifted some, some of the prohibitions in some counties. So I I just don't know. Mm. Uh, I, I I wish I did, and I think that if a lot of people were honest, I I think I think more people would be saying that I don't know than digging their heels in on this one. Um, I, I wish I did, Tony. It's a great question. 
but I think there's just still more research that needs to be done. How worried about it are you? Like, how big of a deal do you think it could be? Is it is it something that we should all, you know, try to educate ourselves on, or is it, you know, maybe not that big of a deal? I, I think people do need to pay attention to the counties they're hunting. I think that if you kill a buck the first couple, or if you kill a deer the first couple of days of rifle season, most places around Missouri, I think you have to submit it for testing. So definitely obey the, the, the laws that the MDC or the, the, the regulations the MDC is putting into place so they can help get the best picture. Um, I, you know, I go back and forth. I've heard people talk about, well, heck, if the deer are peeing on soybeans and there's prions of CWD in the urine and now China doesn't want to buy our soybeans, it could destroy our entire export um, uh, economy. And then I hear people say, well, there's been CWD out west for years and that population is stabilized and it's no big deal. I, it's just like end of the world or no big deal. There just doesn't seem to be any right. middle ground. And, and I really don't know. That is Tim Shelsvik from Drury Outdoors. We are going to uh, lose him going into the next segment. Uh, TJ and Mike are going to stick around. Uh, Tim, before we let you go, tell people one more time how they can get the DeerCast podcast, how they can uh, listen to or the, the app, and how they can listen to the podcast and all that good stuff, social media, websites, everything. Yeah, you, you can get DeerCast in any of the Google Play or uh, or the Apple Store. Uh, you can also get it on your computer at DeerCast.com. There's a free version. There's a $9.99 a year and a $19.99 a year version. And uh, you can find our show, the 100% Wild Podcast, or the Thinking Woodsman Show, uh, and pretty much any place you get podcasts. Very good. Great stuff, my friend. We'll talk to you again real soon. Nice talking to you. Miss you, Tony. You, Tony. Yeah. Miss you guys. <laughs> Back at you, Good buddy. luck out there. <laughs> That's right. Be safe. All right, we are going to take a quick break, but we've got plenty more Second Amendment radio to go. Mike Marfell, professional fisherman, and TJ Kurgan from Tactical SH Asterisk T. That's how we're doing that in the studio for more. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Second Amendment radio and the great outdoors on 97.1 FM Talk. Welcome back to Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors on 97.1 FM Talk. Tony Colombo here with a packed studio. Chad Ellis, Mike Marfell, the professional fisherman. TJ Kurgan from Tactical SH Asterisk T. I want to get get good at saying it that Man, way. Man, you're getting good already. Right? I'm, I'm impressed. <laughs> uh, we've had a great show so far. We've had uh, Tim Chelsvik from Drury Outdoors join us in the first couple segments. Uh, Mike's been here for the whole show. Yeah, the deer, yeah. Uh, We're going to get into some uh, gun stuff. I have a, a story that I'm going to tell oh, everybody yeah, here in, in, in just a second that I want to get your uh, reaction to. If you uh, missed any of the show today or you want to hear it again, don't forget you can always download the podcast. It is absolutely free on the Radio.com app. You can also get it on our website, but the Radio.com app is really slick. Uh, is the way to do it. Uh, download the app. Like I said, the app's free. Once you have it, you favorite the radio station, and everything inside the app is also free. You can stream the station 24-7. We have a new rewind feature where you can, if you're listening to a podcast, you can rewind, fast forward. You can rewind live radio while you're streaming it, which is really cool. Um, and you can get the podcast of not only this show, but all the shows here on the radio station right there on the radio.com app. So check that out. Okay, so here's what happened to me. Uh, it was this past weekend. It was Sunday night. I have, um, uh, I, I get a little OCD when I'm working in the yard. You don't say. And um, uh, I was cutting the grass and it was getting dark and... 
and so I'm rushing, and then it's it's almost dark. I'm done cutting the grass. I've got these I've got these trees in the backyard along the fence line that are they're like a hybrid tree slash giant bush, and they're they're 15 feet tall, but they're Creating not like they don't have right? yeah, but they but they don't have just one trunk. It's just a mass of trunks and roots and everything growing out of the ground and creating these big giant bushes, right? So I'm, uh, I poke my head under there and I see some dead branches, and so I get up under there uh, with a trimmer and I'm and I'm trimming these dead branches and it's getting now really dark. So I go and I get my headlamp and I get back up under there and I'm trimming these bushes. The guy who lives behind me has a dog, and I'm real close to the fence lines. This dog is barking at me like crazy, so I have my headphones in, and I'm listening to a podcast because it's better than listening to this dog barking. And then I hear some voices. Now, I'm in my backyard, a fenced-in backyard, right. and trimming the bushes, and I, then I, now I hear a voice. But again, with headphones on and a dog on, or a dog barking, uh, I just barely hear that there's a voice outside. So I take my headphones off, and I say, Hello? Nothing. I say, hello? And all of a sudden, a voice says, you better identify yourself you're going to get shot. I'm in my backyard trimming my trees on a Sunday evening. And I said, excuse me? And he said, you heard me. You're about to get shot. And I said, well, you better hit because I'll shoot back. (laughs) Amen. I think I know where this is going. So it was a neighbor who saw the light in the dark bouncing around in the back. He's coming out, and he's going to shoot me in my backyard while I'm trimming branches. And he's going to go to jail. I'm not on his, yeah. pro- I'm not on his property. I'm not. He's doing you a favor. Yeah. I think, does he, does he think that? That's what I'm thinking. I'm like, do you think that you're, like, the neighborhood watchman? But, I mean, literally. I'm not a lawyer either, TJ, but I'm pretty sure you At that point, I had probably yeah. been. Yeah. Castle that, law pretty much involves your castle, yes. I think. Yeah. At that point, I had probably been under the trees. Like on my knees in the mud up under these trees. Situational uh, awareness is lacking with your neighbors. Yeah. yeah. So if I was up to no good, I wouldn't be hiding. I wouldn't be bouncing around in these trees for a half an hour. And I think it's pretty <laughs> obvious. That I mean, I'm not depending on that flashlight. You know those one flashlights we have. Those are great. So if, if I seen one of those, one of those bouncing it's around, an I probably would have been headlamp. Like, yeah, I would have been like, "What's going on out there?" So. Because it's extremely bright, so it probably like reflected in his house, and he was like, oh, no, it's not, it's not going to happen. Like I don't that. think it got to his <laughs> house, because I, I, was, really deep in the, I yeah. was really deep in yeah. the bushes. Um, so do you, do you live in a neighborhood where crime is, uh, is a regular thing? Is no, it, is no there... we live in a good neighborhood. Okay. I mean, we live in North County. We live in Florissant, right. you know, so, okay. you know, whatever. And, uh, but no, I don't have a, we don't have a, we live in a great neighborhood. But yeah, this guy is going to shoot me. Because I'm trimming trees in my backyard. My question is, what is... So, like you said, you're not a lawyer, but just to the room. What is the what do you how do you respond to something like that? How do you what what why would you what would you do? And how big of a how big of a dangerous situation is he and I in at that exact moment that he says he's going to shoot me? Uh, extremely dangerous, especially if you were armed yourself. Right? Were you armed? I was not at yeah. the time, but I you know but you're bluffing. he didn't know I was bluffing. Yeah, <clears throat> right. but I mean I but. You know, the gun was inside, but, you know. What, did you see his gun? Did he have a I gun? never saw him. I'm telling you, these bu- these are thick bushes, and I was up underneath them. I never saw 
I never saw him. So these bushes between his house and your house? He's like catty corner. Okay. So he's not right behind. He's over in the corner. So was it was, his dog barking or someone else's some, dog? His neighbor's dog. His barking. neighbor's dog. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, man. That's and I just. Said, uh, I said, well, I didn't. He said, I've been. Storm he said, I've been. He said, I've been calling. At, I've been calling at you. Well, you and, had headphones on. And I said, I have headphones on. And he said, well, you better take them off or you're going to get shot. Were you using a take, power trimmer? I'm going to take off my headphones or I'm going to get shot in my backyard? At, <laughs> what is it? I'm thinking to myself, what is happening right now? Oh my! People are paranoid. I think. Yeah, yeah. and and when their when their adrenaline starts to dump, they, they you know you say things that are they're, they're, it comes out wrong. Right. And, you know you you say things that you probably shouldn't have said or in the manner that you know he shouldn't be saying. Well, I'm going to shoot take you. Take those yeah. headphones but, off. Or you're going to get shot. Take yeah, your headphones <laughs> off. You're going to get shot. That's not going to work out real <laughs> well like in court for that. him. Yeah. No, it yeah. was not an electric trimmer. Oh, so it, was it wasn't making a lot of old fashioned. But here's the thing. I mean, I get it. The scenario makes it yeah. seem that way, but dude, if he's still forty yards from your house, you got a lot more time to wait and let him show himself on your side of the fence. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll yeah. sit there yeah. and wait for he you. He was I'm, at least maybe I might not, even he, just hamstring you with. He a wasn't bat forty yards, out. but he was probably forty feet away. Yeah. You know, at that point, yeah, it sounds like you're. Did you guys have you talked since? No, I've never talked to this guy in my life. Mm. That's uh, that's the problem. You know, well, I mean, that's to, the problem. Yeah, you're a bad neighbor. If so, you want to yeah, talk if about he's protecting, <laughs> if he's Mister Neighborhood Watch, which I appreciate you being Mister Neighborhood Watch. Actually, I really do. Sure, but I mean, have some the light, awareness. The dog, I get how it happens. Have but, some awareness and some common right, right. sense. No, but it, obviously he was in the wrong. You know, Castle Law Doctrine. You know, he has the ability to to utilize his firearm in defense of himself or his family or his property if someone is advancing upon him and causing him to fear for his life. Yeah. You know, and in this situation, you were not a threat. You were merely somebody rustling in the bushes, which right. is which is not a threat. Which obviously, if if you if you are suspect that somebody's trying to come into your backyard by rustling through the bushes, sure you can you can give them verbal commands, let them know you're there with a right. with a with a with a flashlight, let them know you're armed right. and that you you will defend yourself. But just threatening to shoot somebody, especially if they don't Side take their headlights scene. or their their headphones off, yeah, right, you know, and and. And uh, when they're not a threat, that's that's not going to work out real well for you in court, which is which is why, you know, if, you know, in Missouri, you know, it's a uh, it's it's a it's a constitutional carry state, you know, mm-hmm. one of several now. And I think that's a great thing. It's a win for the Constitution, but it's a loss for common sense, because Amen. now that it's not required to take training, CCW training, got a lot of people that got a gun at 40 and don't know. And, and they have no idea what the current laws are. Sure. You know, I was a police officer for years, and uh, and when I quit being a police officer in like 2003, 2005, that's around the time that uh, CCW became a thing. You know, when I was a cop, nobody was allowed to carry a gun off their property or in mm-hmm. their car or anything. Mm-hmm. If you had a gun on you, it was gun, 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 bang, bang, bang. You know, I, you, I was I was shooting you. Mm-hmm. You know, but now this 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 right that we've had since 1776 is it, you know, which I'm being facetious. It's been around since like 2003. It's all new. Mm-hmm. And the laws have changed so many times mm-hmm. that even like you and know, I, municipality to municipality. yeah, I, I took the CCW course in 2003, and I learned things about being a civilian with a gun that would have otherwise gotten me in trouble as a ex cop with a gun, thinking I still have right. the rights that a cop did. Right. You know what? I, what? What I was, what I thought of immediately is that, what if he would have said that to somebody that did have their gun on them? And 
maybe didn't have the patience that I did. I mean, I could see somebody saying, you just said you were going to shoot me. That's a physical threat. I could... Yeah. I could fear yeah. for my that, life that at that could point. Turn really bad, so, really fast. At that point, where, you did fear line? for your life. Exactly. And so, if you had a firearm, you probably would have been justified in using it because he came out and threatened to shoot you. Yeah. Regardless, you're going to have a large lawyer bill on because you. Because that's the law. I mean, if if I if I fear that my life is in danger is on that, your property, yeah, absolutely. on my property, is am I able to use a firearm at that point? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would, I would say, okay, he said he had a firearm, but did you see a firearm? No, I didn't see okay. him. So at, at that point, <laughs> if you can't see him and you don't visually see the firearm, right. I don't think it's yes. time to start shooting. No, no, I agree. But you are well on your way to being yeah. justified in defending yourself should the moment arise. I but, mean, he's putting him and me in a real bad Real dangerous position. This happens a lot. You know, when you first started telling this story, and and all the way up to the point where you where you were saying, you know, uh, uh, I'm going to shoot you if you don't take your headphones off. You know, I was totally thinking. I even said, I know where this is going. I thought you were going to say it was a cop. Oh, because there are so many stories now of law enforcement getting a call from a neighbor. Uh Just happened a week or two ago. Neighbor sees the front door open on the house at three in the morning. And he calls the police uh, on a non-911 number, and uh, the police show up at the house, and uh, a relatively untrained, super nervous officer decides to do a perimeter check. He sees a black female through the window of a bedroom, Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, he immediately points his flashlight and his gun at her through the window outside her house, says, don't move, bang. Or let me see your hands, bang. It was, I watched the video, it looked very sympathetic, Like like he didn't mean to pull trigger. You know, it was an accident. He had his finger on a trigger, which he should never, never had his finger on a trigger no, until he's never. ready to fire, right? Nope. It's one of the one of the rules of firearm safety. Training from television. Yeah. Right. So he accidentally shoots this woman in her bedroom while she's playing video games with her niece or wow. nephew or whatever. Wow. And and this is happening more and more where where officers are being sent to do, you know, wellness checks. Mm-hmm. And they're coming to someone's house and ended up shooting the homeowner mm-hmm. because they didn't uh, you know, announce themselves. That's where I thought you were going. Yeah. So it can be the neighbor or it can be the police. What if it was the yeah, police? Right. They got a call from the neighbor coming into the backyard. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And that could have happened easily. Yeah. You know, that also um, illustrates that that story reminds me of, it's not exactly the same, but it reminds me of things that have happened with these gun, with these red flag laws where mm-hmm. we've seen, you know, people get red flag uh, orders uh, called on them and police show up at their house at 430 in the morning because their neighbor doesn't like them and knows that they have guns and they're going to screw with them. And things turn out badly. I've never this first time TJ's been on the show. Um, we talk a lot about red flags on uh, laws on this show. How m- are we out of time? Are we real close. What are you doing over there? You making me nervous? <laughs> you may- we're good. Okay. All right. <laughs> you were going to the board. I thought we were. I thought I was going to have to rush through this one. What are your thoughts on on the whole red well, flag? I'm all about issue? defending. You know, or, or or being against the red flag issue. Matter of fact, I was supposed to be in Washington D.C. Tomorrow for the Second Amendment rally on the North Lawn of the White House uh, on the 2nd of November, which I guess is Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, I ended up canceling that because duck season's starting and my priorities are out of whack. So I'm yeah. going duck hunting. I'm, a, I'm sending <laughs> somebody else to, to, the, to the Second Amendment rally. But the, um, we actually have a shirt we made uh, at Tactical SH Asterisk T. It's, <laughs> it's don't flag me, bro. 
and it's a AR-15 with a red nice. flag coming off of yeah. it. Yeah, nice. And the re- the reason we're adamantly against this is because red flag laws, uh, the way they're currently described, the way they're currently adopted by I believe like 14 states, uh, is that they are a violation of the First Amendment, the Second Amendment, the Fourth Amendment, the Fifth Amendment, and the Sixth Amendment of the U.S. Constitution. Not just one. But like yeah. five of them. That, right? that takes that, a lot that of skill. So, yeah. yeah, that's a, that's a special yeah, you, kind of. And yeah, the the scary thing about red flag laws is they seem common sense on the surface. Sure. You know, like right. you go talk to any one of our moms and they'd be like, "Well, that's just common sense. If somebody's crazy, they shouldn't have a gun." Well, of co- yeah, that's that's correct. You know, and that's I've been called crazy. Right, but that that's the thing. Crazy is um, is subjective, right? Uh, the, it, currently, it's against federal law to purchase a firearm if you've been adjudicated mentally defective, mm-hmm. right? Right. Um, according to my research, about nine, about one out of ten Americans. Well, let's see, four percent of Americans are psychopaths. Five percent of Americans are sociopaths. So, nine percent of Americans are capable of, of physical violence without remorse. Yet, only a fraction of those have ever been adjudicated a mentally defective. Right. right. So that is where the problem is. Yes. Right. Yeah. The adjudication yes. part. People don't realize, like you just said, it sounds very common sense. People don't think that there's going to be that many false allegations. That's one step towards the Gestapo. And there's I mean. tons. There, we've seen we've seen thousands of them. Divorces that go wrong, where a spouse knows that they're the the person they're divorcing loves their guns and just wants to do everything they can because they're so mad at them for whatever is breaking up the relationship. Or a neighbor has a Trump sticker on their car, and I hate Donald Trump, so I'm gonna. Call in the red uh, have flag. You, have you ever been reported on social media? Have you ever had we a have. post pulled yeah. on social yeah. media? Yes, we well, have. It's I gotta gonna start working harder because I haven't. It's going to be that easy, huh. you know. Right. I don't like That's what he point. posted on Great his point. news feed, and so instead of unfollowing him, I'm going to report him to the FBI red flag hotline, yeah. exactly. and I'm going to have it's exactly. the equivalent of swatting him. Yeah. Now, this, yeah, now the cops ridiculous. are coming to my yeah. front door, yeah. and we're going to have a problem. Uh, unfortunately, we are out of time. Dang it, we need to make a two-hour show. I know, we need to make a two-hour <laughs> two show. You got that right. Uh, Mike Marfell, professional fisherman, thank you so much. Thank TJ, you for me, uh, tell folks uh, the best way to learn more about the shop, uh, website, social media, yeah, all if, that if stuff. If you Google Tactical SH, some letter I can't say right now, T, <laughs> or just Tactical SHT, you will find us on Google. We're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, we're on YouTube. I have my own podcast. It's called Shots Fired. You can find it on all the podcast oh, platforms. And nice. I actually do my podcast after major shootings, and what we do is kind of Monday morning quarterback, what happened to let up to it, what laws would have stopped it, none, uh, and oh. you know what <laughs> what happened during the event and what is happening because of the event. We usually do that you know, every time there's a major shooting somewhere in the nation, not in Chicago, or I'd be on the air all day. Yeah, you don't have enough time. Uh, but yeah, we're located in St. Peter's right off the Cave Springs exit. And uh, we've got all, I mean, if, if you love the Second Amendment, you will love the Tactical SH Asterisk T store, the website, the social media, the whole deal. Well, we appreciate you coming in. We'll have you back on again real, real soon. That is going to do it for this edition of Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. We'll see you back Get here outside, next week on 97.1 FM Talk. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Get more at 971talk.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 